0: Welcome to the Global Health Collective. This special episode is the International Union for Conservation of Nature, IUCN, One Nature, One Future Global Youth Summit. The summit will shape the outcome statement to the IUCN Members Assembly at the IUCN Congress. We now know more than ever that we need to take action. We need to brainstorm sustainable models to make change in our communities worldwide. Join me for a two-part mini-series at the Global Health Collective to dive into conversation about how we can make change. Hi everyone and welcome to the Global Health Collective. We have our kickoff episode today. I have Brighton Koma here. He is a research consultant at the World Wildlife Fund, UNICEF ambassador, co-founder of Carton Logistics. He has experience in communications for development and youth development in over 20 countries across Africa, Europe, Asia, and America. He has been awarded and recognized by President Barack Obama, Queen Elizabeth, and really is just a world-renowned changemaker. And I'm so excited to have him here as we're going to chat about everything, everything we're excited for this week and, and the next couple weeks.
1: Thank you, Shania. I'm really pleased and excited. I know so many people from around the world are getting involved in the summit and it's very, very exciting for me to share my thoughts and experiences. So, Looking forward to this conversation.
0: Yay. So let's get right into it. You know, I want to know where does your expertise come from? What is inspiring you right now as your goals to be a change maker?
1: Well, uh, that's a very important question. And what really inspires me, number one, is authenticity the ability for anybody, irrespective of where you are, to tell your story in a genuine and authentic manner. I was born and raised in a very small town in the copper mining town of Kitwe in Zambia. That's 10,000 miles from the United States where I am right now. And growing up in this very small community, no piped water, no tarred roads. There were moments where I would be walking to school and the bridge which connects my school and the house was washed away. And there were moments where in times of droughts, young people like myself were prevented from, you know, Uh, attending classes at the expense of walking extra miles to draw water. So when I think about my upbringing and reflect on how at the age of 14, I decided to take action, which is something I'll speak about later. All those experiences remind me that irrespective of where you are as a young person, you can decide to galvanize the passion and interest of young people to take action and grow movements
0: at scale. I totally agree. I think one thing that we often don't think we have is control. We have control of our circumstances. We have control of where we want to go, where we want to be, what we want to do. And I think trying to think in a growth mindset as, as much as possible, I know the news and everything we see on social media can be so negative and really just limiting in very many ways. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I mean, it it can be very condescending when you look at all the trolling, uh, all the negativity. We are in a pandemic, but we are also experiencing this phenomena of infodemic, where we have a lot of false news. When you look at the climate crisis, for example, we have so many opposing parties. At a time like now, when we're not supposed to be arguing whether climate change exists or not, we have sects of people in society that are still against, I mean, the, the sheer and horrible reality that things are changing. The world is interconnected. The pollution that happens in Malawi will affect what's going on in Brazil. The deforestation that's going on in the Amazon is going to affect the livelihoods and well-being of people in Cambodia. So it's realizing that we have the ability to control. And it also takes me to the area of concern and control. Our area of concern in this context is the fact that things are changing the climate the climate is changing the planet is shifting but the area of control lies within our abilities to take action in a small way
0: yep yeah. and going back to what you said about authenticity being authentic in your thoughts in your actions and moving forward with pure passion is what's going to make that difference now we can we can say so many things we can do so many things but it's really having focus having a focus and really working i think collaboration is one of the biggest things that i can see especially after the iucn summit how collaboration is really going to shift and move mountains and we can't solve the world's biggest issues with the same level of thinking that caused them
1: absolutely absolutely you know i think we the the time for a lone ranger is long gone a time where somebody would fall from space and create Mass impact is long gone. I think we're living in a generation where um, three core faculties are important. And I would call them three core faculties because I believe collaboration is key. Co creation is fundamental, but cooperation is the mother of all. So, having these three faculties of intelligence and galvanizing them to our advantage as young people can yield the results that we've never seen before. I remember two years or three years ago when I was enlisted to advise a coterie of 1,000 young people in Hong Kong, where helping them to think about entrepreneurship and secular economy. And while at the conference, I met another facilitator who came from Texas. His name was Karan Jarath, and we sparked a conversation about e-logistics and the challenges that people are facing in a country like Zambia to find reliable transportation services but also the challenge that business owners face to find trustworthy transporters to move their goods. So we sparked it from there, we created an e-commerce logistics platform that focuses on connecting uh, transporters to clients need of moving goods. But we realized that these two urbanization, and we wanted to decarbonize the transportation sector. And we came up with an approach that allows transporters to eliminate idleness, which increases pollution, right? And also optimize their operations to ensure that there's a reduced amount of emissions happening. Maybe in the future we can you know, think about uh, electric vehicles and electrifying the transportation sector. So all that's to say transportation itself is critical. It's, 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 I mean, cooperation is, is fundamental. Uh, and it's through platforms like the IUCN summits that we can be able to broker those relationships.
0: I I think I agree with every single point that you just made. And I think it's essential that while we are being mindful throughout the summit to really take our notes, make those connections with individuals who really inspire us every single day and trigger yourself to learn something new, something that's outside of the box, something that you aren't familiar with and may have sparked your interest. You don't know something's your passion until you try it. And something from transportation to, water to um, sustainable fashion. Any of those factors are necessary in the process of maintaining the world as we know it. And I just want to pick your brain a little. What are your main learnings that you've gained this year during the pandemic?
1: Uh, well, I think number one, I've, I've realized that it's important to be empathetic towards one another because you don't know what the other person is going through. But most importantly, it's critical to also check in with people that are around you to make sure that you are providing them with needed support, especially in this very challenging time. But I've realized that the pandemic itself has helped myself to press on the pause button and think about the way I live my life. Think about the things that really matter the most and think about where we need to focus our energies and attention. And number one, I've realized that everything is connected when you look at the increase in zoonosis everything comes from nature it connects to human well-being so how do we ensure that we think about systemic comprehensive approaches to development so the critical lesson I've learned so far is understanding in very clear lens that every single thing is connected it's like the domino effect Uh, you know when we Destroy nature. Nature is going to bounce back on us as human beings and hit us hard. So how do we make sure that we start thinking about the foundation, the biosphere, upon which all of us depend on? Because health systems, you know, economic systems, political systems cannot exist without this one thing we share in common, which is mother, mother nature, and the planet and biodiversity. Yeah.
0: I think one thing that we can see from this pandemic specifically is the fact that, like you said, the world is so interconnected. We cannot think in isolation anymore. We have to understand that everything we're doing, let's say everything I'm doing in Canada is affecting another part of the world in one way, shape or form. And how can we increase collaboration, increase global cooperation to enhance the systems that we have in place and make them better once we leave this pandemic, once this pandemic's over, You know, what are things that we can do to sustain our quality of life and ensure that we are preventing another pandemic from happening?
1: Absolutely, Shania. I cannot agree with you more. And when you think about what's currently going on, we have two extremes. We have food wastage where we have millions and millions of food being wasted. And on the other end, we have 200 million people that are at the brink of poverty, And the pandemic has really brought these things to light. The pandemic has made us realize that we can be able to work in spaces that still allow for collaboration. We can take advantage of technology, for example, the way we are having this conversation. I'm in New York, you're in Canada. And now imagine what would happen when every young person from Austria to Lusaka, Johannesburg, Ontario, New York City, uh, London come together through the summit to cross-pollinate ideas, to cross-pollinate, you know, thoughts about development. And there's a lot that we can achieve by leveraging technological innovations like we are doing now.
0: Exactly. And I think that comes back to um, my next question on what is inspiring us through this process? What inspires us on a daily basis? You know, One thing for me at least, I especially during this pandemic, I launched a charitable organization. And we are supporting Thank you. We're supporting homeless youth and specifically those with animal companions because they're the ones that often fall through the cracks and they're the ones who are left without shelter, um, more likely than any other individual. But the one thing that inspires me is my community. And I think it's just the most beautiful thing I've seen is people want to learn, people want to make a difference, people want to help. And that's something I think I grew up not really understanding. I, I felt like lonely in this whole changemaker mindset until I've been opened up to, for example, a conversation with you and someone who's like-minded in that way. And that there are so many people who really just want to support one another And I think taking that with us and moving forward into creating sustainable practices to make everyone an engaged citizen. And I guess one thing that inspires me is uh, the fact that the world could be better. And I want to have the power to change it in any way, shape or form and make a difference in someone's life.
1: Absolutely. I think it's it's um, living a life of purpose, working up on a daily basis and realizing that there's a bigger purpose that I'm supposed to work towards. And my, my existence is based entirely on the fact that I can create impact and they can change the lives of others. I think that's an intrinsic trait that human beings are born with, but others along the way start believing in other things that make the lives of others even more challenging but all of us do have that ability to create impact if we search within ourselves we'll find that strong element of compassion and and empathy towards the other person and for me what really inspires me and keeps me going especially during this pandemic time is realizing that the world is my oyster the world is my oyster and There are so many other individuals that I can broker relationships with to create impact at scale. But also realizing that I need to go out there, be fearless and speak to anybody because there are so many people that want to listen to our ideas. But in most cases and more often than not, we are afraid of telling our own authentic stories. We are afraid of sparking conversations. So the pandemic, uh, and the ability for us to connect virtually has allowed me to reach out to so many people. And right now I'm very excited to uh, announce officially that I've been appointed, taking, in the, taking up the position of a United Nations Sustainable Development Solutions Network Director here in New York City. And this is the first time I'm speaking about it. So in the next conversation we'll have Shania, I will be able to talk about what the UNSDSN youth is doing globally. And now uh, we can galvanize and scale our impact at scale and remind young people that anything is possible and you can do anything irrespective of what you have. And the resources are there. We just need to have that energy and tenacity to push on.
0: Um, that's amazing. I am so excited for you. And that was, that was my next question and everything. I think the reason I have this question, I'm so excited right now, I can't even speak, but, um, The UN sustainable development goals so essential so necessary to ground our work in and understand them, and I think they are such a good framework in terms of understanding. Okay, these are 17 issues that are worldwide doesn't matter if they're in your local community or globally, they are happening absolutely everywhere. And how can we move our efforts and spend our energy on a daily basis to tackle any of these goals. And One thing I can, I'll give an example. So my organization right now, we are creating a UN Sustainable Development Goal workshop for students in their grade 10 year. And the reason being is in grade 10, you have a careers class. And hopefully that'll spread nationally across Canada. But that is one little thing in that one one one-hour workshop that these youth are going to engage in that could possibly change their life trajectory and that's spending the time to really make that impact so i guess what's your advice on how we can push for other change makers to to make change locally as well as nationally and globally in in their everyday lives
1: Uh, first of all congratulations sanya that's incredible that's just phenomenal And when when you speak about your work, aligning individuals with specific sustainable development goals, it even makes more sense when you think about the fact that when you're in that 10th grade, as you've described, you are now deciding what career path to take. And each career path falls within a specific SDG. For example, if you're passionate about development, you will think about aligning yourself with no poverty, ensuring that you create a career path that will allow you to meet that specific goal. If you're passionate about, health, you might align yourself with good health and well-being, which is SDG number three. If you're passionate about education, you go to SDG number four. If you're passionate about gender, SDG number five. So it's a domino effect that can create mass impact. And I can see it. I can visualize it. I can picture young people aligning themselves with specific SDGs and building their careers from there. So it's, it's really incredible. And as you described, we need to think locally. We need to think globally and act locally. And only by acting locally can we create that cascade effect of impact because nobody has a magic wand to just swash and create global impact. But in our own unique small ways, we can be able to create change. I remember when I was about 14 and I realized that my community was faced with pollution, women that depended on the river to irrigate their vegetables and crops were cut off when big corporations like mining companies polluted the water. And at 814 I realized that radio was powerful, everybody was listening to the radio, I would wait for the announcer to say it's now 10 o'clock and I would get ready to go to school. So I thought, why not use this very powerful medium of communication, which is radio, to speak about the climate crisis and call truth to power and advocate on radio and bring in women and children who are affected in the community to share their stories. So um, despite being 14, I went to the radio station and they gave me free radio airtime. So on a weekly basis, I was reaching over 2 million listeners, and that sparked community action. It sparked provincial action. It sparked um, uh, countrywide action, and eventually, I started traveling to different countries, spreading the word of our climate action and empowering other young people to share their own authentic stories in a more structured way. So it was from a very small action in my community, a community of 500,000 people to now impacting 2 million and eventually impacting 18 million people in Zambia and now taking it up to spread those best practices in other countries around the world. So it begins from acting locally while thinking globally. And you're already doing that. And there's so many people that are already doing that. And we need to band together and create mass impact.
0: I think I agree. And I think that everyone listening to this podcast right now, or who is attending the summit this week, to really keep that as your grounding purpose understanding everything you're learning you will hear so many perspectives from around the world but how can you take what's happening somewhere else uh, example or a framework and apply it to where you are now like what can you do in your own neighborhood in your own community to move those mountains to then have that effect where you are currently and I can definitely say this I honestly in my high school education, I graduated not understanding that all of the 17 Sustainable Development Goals actually happened in my own province. You know, we see things on the news, we hear things from other people like, oh, homeless youth in X country. Well, the homeless youth crisis in Toronto is just as bad, just as bad, but we're not talking about it. And so the first thing I think in terms of how we can push local change in our communities is starting a conversation starting that conversation, starting that conversation with individuals who have some power, have power in, in policy or in action or in, in community like development.
1: Absolutely. And I think you've just described this systems thinking way of approach where in our respective communities, there are challenges that sometimes we ignore, don't really think about. And you discover that I understand through the summit all of us are going to have opportunities to participate in different forums and different seminars and different breakaway workshops and it's through those conversations that you start seeing things that are happening in your community which are equally happening elsewhere but all of us do have challenges in our respective communities and the SDG framework really fits into the many things that we are faced with for example now we're at a time which we've never experienced before in human history. And people are going homeless. And you realize that this is a need. It has even become worse now. And you took action. I believe you only had a seed of hope and determination. And there are so many other young people that could equally think the same. Well, we are at a pandemic where kids are no longer able to attend school. Those that depend on uh, school feeding programs cannot attend school now because, Schools are closed and they're staying home. How can I think about an idea that can help them have enough food on the table? How can I galvanize and inspire others to donate? Those that have plenty. For example, you might realize that children are facing challenges with having enough lighting in your community. And now at a time when the climate crisis is affecting energy provision in most um, communities, how can you think about inventing solar panels or, I mean, any renewable source of energy that could power your community. So we do have ideas, but what really matters is jumping off the cliff, taking that risk and taking it in the form of action.
0: And that's, I think, the biggest hurdle is having the confidence to move forward and take that action like you described. I think for me personally, the self-doubt and the just being nervous to take, do something that's out of your comfort zone and do something that no one else you know is doing. What's your piece of advice for tackling that issue of like self-confidence and and support?
1: I, I believe that it's, it's really critical to realize that we are all very unique individuals and whatever you are doing, you're doing it in your own unique ways. Nobody can really do what Shania is doing. You're very unique, right? I can do what you are doing in in my own unique way. So really believing in the fact that we are all unique individuals and we don't have to apologize to anybody. All of us can look within ourselves and remind ourselves that we have the innate abilities and capabilities to do anything. And the world is our oyster. We have 1.2 billion young people out there. We are the majority and we can be able to You know, think about how we can partner and create alliances. But also, even as we do this, we need to realize that we are not alone. You are not alone. If you're thinking about inventing something, you're not alone. There are so many other young people that are doing something similar. So align with them. Create a community of support, a community that you can always go to if you need support. If you feel deflated with inspiration, create that community around you that can support you. That's really critical, because sometimes you might feel that it's a very lonely journey, but it's not. You can create people that can support you. Find mentors, find collaborators, find cheerleaders, people that can always believe in your ideas and your thoughts. But I've been a firm believer of the fact that the world is your oyster as a young person. You can do anything, and you can mount it in a way that you envision, and it's possible.
0: I think that leads right into our last question, is just what pieces of advice do we want all of the listeners of this podcast and every single youth that is at the IUCN Summit to take with them? And I think, like you said, the world is your oyster. My dad always told me the world is your classroom experiential learning is the best type of learning. You are doing that this week in the summit. You are experiencing, taking those problems that you're seeing on the screen, molding them in your head and finding a solution. And I think moving forward, support like supporting yourself is by choosing individuals who support you. You are the average of the five people you spend most of your time with. 1000% do I believe that you are your environment. And so this is a great example, the summit, like-minded individuals coming together to brainstorm solutions, but also after the summit, what are we going to do about it? What are we going to do?
1: Excellent, excellent. And you've just really hit the nail on the head. We can be able to define the type of feature that all of us want. So the future we want lies in our hands as young people and opportunities like the IUCN summit that all of you and all of us are taking part in, is that launching pad for us to number one, be open-minded, open-minded to speak to people, open-minded to reach out, open-minded to try new things, You know, try sustainable fashion, uh, think about you know, renewable energy, think about storytelling. At the end of this, you need to come out with your skill. If you don't come out with a skill, you don't come out with a network of people that you are building a community with, then it will be very challenging for you to grow your ideas to scale. So do not be afraid to reach out, have an open mind, speak to people, tell your story and listen to others with empathy. Because post this summit, we all want to create a community of practice, a community of support, and a community that can allow us to, you know, increase impact as scale. I'm very excited each time when I travel to any country, there will always be that change maker that I own crossed paths with at a summit or at a conference and I'll reach out to them if I'm in any different community. And it's really exciting to see how we are a very connected world and that nobody should think that they are an island. Even if you are in India, even if you are in Canada, in the United States, in Africa, in Europe, in Asia, Australia all of us can work together and create these networks of practice and support
0: and we want to encourage interdisciplinary learning in that process and provide a space for broader storytelling on conservation add momentum to growing youth movements for for not only nature and climate but for every single goal on the SDG list i think is essential and i think pushing boundaries, stepping outside of your comfort zone, especially during this summit, it will only serve you benefit. And I am, so, I'm personally so excited for all of the workshops and seminars.
1: I am really excited when I look at the list of speakers, when I look at at the list of different thematic workshops, it makes me realize that we are set for success as young people, and we really need to take advantage of this opportunity. It's a once in a lifetime opportunity, and it's up to us to take advantage of these opportunities that we've been uh, provided with as a young people. Uh, but also, I want the next time I'll be in Canada, you know, to reach out to Shania. I want the next time I'm going to be in England to reach out to the person I'll meet and create this broader community of supporters and cheerleaders, but most importantly, don't be afraid. And the only piece of advice I can give any young person anywhere is to have the courage of eliminating the feelings of fear, eliminating the feelings of cynicism and eliminating the feelings of judgment. Those are the three pieces of advice that I would give any young person.
0: I would say that your life has purpose. You are here for a reason, and I want you to go at your goals with pure confidence, pure courage, and really think about what you want to do and go out there and do it. Find a strong network of individuals who are going to support you in the process and connect with like-minded individuals to get it done. Get it done, and you you can do it. I believe in you. We're going to change the world.
1: Absolutely. You can do anything you want to do and it's only you as the energy and ideas to do that. So whatever you feel, don't wait for validation or approval. Just do it.
0: Just do it. Okay. On that (laughs) note, we wish everyone luck and excitement and motivation this week and good luck. Good luck. And we'll be chatting on our last episode we're having another episode at the end of the week um, with an awesome individual and she will be chatting about our learnings this week and what we're going to take away after the summit and what we want to move forward in. so i want to thank brighton so much for joining me
1: very excited thank you shania it's been a really incredible conversation and all the best to everybody taking part in the summit. remember to tweet remember to share on facebook remember to share on 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 Instagram and tag us and let's keep the fire burning.
0: Yes, you can tag us at the Global Health Collective as well. If you listen to this episode, let us know how you feel, let us know how you how you thought and connect with us on all of our socials. I will leave that in the description of this episode. So take care everyone and good luck.